0: Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hey everyone, Kevin Cruz here. Welcome to the weekly wrap-up edition of the LeadX Leadership Show. This is the one where I take my time, I get to rant about miscellaneous stuff, And I answer all of your questions today. I'm running solo. I'm coming to you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in the U S of a Philadelphia is of course, the greatest city in the world home to greats like Ben Franklin, Rocky Balboa, you know him, right? And Joel Embiid you're not an NBA basketball fan, then you've got to Google Joel Embiid. <laughs> We're almost at the end of the year. And I got to be honest, I mean, mine was filled with so many great failures. I mean, I would rather have had a few more successes, but 12 months of wandering in the wrong direction has finally led us to the promised land. And 2018 is going to be huge for LeadX. We're going to take the LeadX Academy out of the public beta phase and do an official launch really soon. We're launching many new courses in the weeks ahead and it's in a sort of a modern video style that is just going to blow away the traditional expert talking head lynda.com style of e-learning and we're working on some top secret things that I can't talk about for probably six more months But it will literally change how people manage and lead. It will be a first in the world. Lately, I've had my head down just on internal stuff. You know, we're raising a seed round of financing from, you know, what they call a friends and family round. But technically, there's no family in this round. It's just it's just friends. (laughs) Uh, I've been recruiting some of our first advisors and we're getting ready to do three big hires. I don't have the the roles uh, defined yet, so I don't want people inundating me uh, just yet, but follow me on LinkedIn, Kevin Cruz, or subscribe to our newsletters at leadx.org, kevincruz.com, to hear about you know, when these job openings are announced. So I wanna dive in right away to some questions. Uh, the first one today comes from Daryl, who left a great review, thanks Daryl, and also sent me this question says, if you're getting hired for a management position from outside your organization, and you know a team member over there was also applying for the job, what do you say is the new leader to your now disappointed direct report? So, Daryl, great question. And I, I actually had a similar situation uh, quite a few years ago. I was selected to be the executive director to turn around this nonprofit Uh, Organization. And once I got on board, my new board of directors told me that I had beaten out two people who were friends of theirs. One was a a former board member, I think maybe both of them were. And they basically, I mean, they didn't say it in these words, but they said, hey, you got to go, you know, make peace with them and make them, you know, feel part of the organization and maybe throw them some consulting dollars or, you know, work with them in some way. So I needed to. I just beat these two people out and I needed to go and, you know, make sure they were in a good place and that I could bring them even more into the fold. So, you know, my advice, like what I did in that situation, uh, I, I didn't put it off. You know, that's just going to fester and make people wonder on both sides of it. So have the conversation as quickly as possible and, you know, be be direct and, uh, you know, just Just say you know. Make sure you ask your new boss about the situation, and get some insights into the person who you'll be you know having this conversation with, and let them know that you've heard great things about them. Uh, you know, you you you're excited to be working with them on the goals of the organization. You know, they've got a great future, and that one of your you know priorities as a leader on the team is to work with all the team members on their career goals and to help them to realize them. So, you know, it's going to be more awkward for them than for you and you just kind of addressing it directly, taking it off the table and saying, "Hey, you know, I hear great things about you. We're going to do some great things together and I want to know what your, you know, career goals are not just for the next stepping stone, but several and and how can we work together to make them happen?" And uh The only other advice I'd give Daryl is like, I was just working on our, we've got a new course coming out on making the move from individual contributor to first time manager. And I was writing about what to do in your first 90 days. And it's really the same. Anytime you get a new job as a manager, you know, in the first 90 days, you want to set yourself up for success by, you know, having conversations with your boss, like, Clarify expectations. You know, how will you be evaluated? Uh, you want to set yourself up for success personally, like give yourself some mentors or advisors or some allies other than your boss to get perspective in the new job. And then the third group, So there's the boss, there's you And the third group. You know, it's the team members. And in those first 90 days, it's critical that, you know, start off by giving a lot of positive feedback, not fake, but Look, catch people doing things right and maybe withhold some of the constructive uh, criticism for a while. You know, get their ideas before you start offering your own ideas and learn about them as people. The best thing you can do is you learn the names of their children and their their significant other and what they like to do outside of the work. It's going to show that you care about them as people. You don't do those things right and uh, you'll have a good relationship, you know, no matter what the situation was before. I got this random email just recently from Cheryl who was asking about a replay of a live webinar we did. Back on December 1st, we had an incredible webinar. Mike Vardy who, uh, you know, I've been called like the king of productivity. I think Mike Vardy is 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 right up there and definitely one of the most unique thinkers. His webinar was called Turbo Booster Productivity with Time Theming. And Mike and I, you know, talk a lot and believe a lot in theming your your days your months your your year Anyway, but if you are interested in this topic, um, you missed the live webinar. You can, of course, you're if you're already a member of our newsletter, you'll find out about all of our weekly live webinars. But if you want to get this one, it's in the LeadX Academy archive. All the webinars are in the LeadX Academy. So you can go to leadx.org and, and sign up for that. Anyway, uh, Cheryl was asking about how she could watch it again because she was picking her three focus words for 2018. And she's got two words and is needs a third. Now I don't boil my you know goals or intention areas into um, words that change per year, but I think it's a great idea. You know, a lot of people have long goals or a page full of New Year's resolutions, and we all know most of those fail. But by really thinking about areas of improvement, areas of opportunity, you know, for an entire year, uh, you know, I think it's just tremendous. And whether it's just more like a word like adventure, you know, telling yourself to go out and have more crazy fun and get into trouble or whether it's about launch. And that means you're going to launch your new business or whether it's (laughs) no carbs uh, for health or whatever your words are. You know, I think this idea, this is the time of year, right? Two more weeks until we start 2018. And it's always artificial. In fact, that's one of Mike Vardy's crazy things is he doesn't start his year in January, but you'll have to you know, uh, hear him explain that idea. So anyway, just, it's a good time of year to be thinking about what are your goals for 2018? What are your priorities? And possibly think about what's your one word, what's your three words for 2018. And this sounds like I made it up, but literally five minutes ago when I was processing email, an email popped in from a listener named Tony. And he says, I'm about to speak in front of the whole company. For some reason, I am nervous. I'm focusing on things that I've learned by listening to your podcast. Thank you for helping me. And I think that's a tremendous email. Tony, that means a lot just to hear that our work is impacting, you know, having a positive impact on you. That's why we do it. And um, what I wrote back to Tony, (laughs) I hit back a real quick reply. I said, Tony, you're the man. Remember, it's hard to be nervous when your heart is on service. And so, you know, I speak a lot and I used to be very nervous. And when you are When you're public speaking and you're you're nervous, not like excited. That's different when you're stressed. You're got those negative butterflies. It's because you're thinking about yourself. That's your ego. You know, what if I fall down? What if I forget my lines? What if I stumble? What if they ask me a question that I can't answer? So all of these things are, you know, low self-worth questions like how will they judge me? And you need to flip that around. You need to realize when you go, when you take that step on that stage, you are now serving them. It's just how can I serve them? And I take it down to my goal is to serve one person like in a room of a thousand people. Yeah, I hope there's a standing ovation and it happens every now and then. But my goal is to walk onto that stage and to connect with one person, make a difference in one person's life. And it's not to know everything. It's not to have answers to all their questions. It's not to speak without verbal pauses. I will have ums and ahs. I may fall down on the stage. What the slides may go black or the computer's gonna break. I don't really care about any of that anymore because I just want to help one person. If I've helped one person, then I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm I'm I can live with that. So Tony, go out there and kill it. So this was another question that came in, uh, and I think I'm going to keep this one anonymous. (laughs) He says, my team leader tends to be long-winded in staff meetings. His boss is very long-winded and a verbal processor. This leads to what seems to be hours of wasted time as they repeat themselves and have conversations to work through topics where our input is not sought or really appreciated what are some ways I can help to influence them to have a separate conversation that doesn't hold up the rest of our team? Are there any other ways to help the situation to become more productive? And so, you know, this is a situation where if you're the boss or you're the facilitator, the assigned facilitator of a meeting, this is just a facilitation issue. You know, you pay attention to when someone's going too far down a rabbit hole or too far off on a tangent or having a conversation that doesn't. Require everyone else in the room. And that's when you interject as the boss or the facilitator and say, hey, it sounds like you guys are having a great conversation. Do you mind, uh, you know, taking it, (laughs) taking it after this meeting so we can get back on point and just make the best use of everyone else's time? You know, or can we put this on the parking lot? talk about all the things that affect all of us and then maybe those of us who don't need to stay can leave and then we'll pick this topic back up and, and that's great facilitation when it comes to your boss and or your boss's boss you know not having a clue which is horrible it's tough I don't know there's a lot you know it's tough enough to change ourselves to change change our own behaviors it's really really hard to change someone else's behavior especially when they don't Feel the need to change. They're not ready for change. And so you've got three choices. You know, one, get a new job, get a new boss. <laughs> Two, decide you're going to stay in the situation as is and make the best of it. Like we can all learn from negative situations. You know, if I am racing somewhere and I'm getting stuck in red light after red light, it can be very triggering, right? The stress goes up and I'm mad and I'm cursing the red light. Or, I can be grateful for the red light because it's giving me an opportunity to practice patience or mindfulness or my box breathing, you know, to stay calm. And so, you know, you could say, all right, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to observe like an anthropologist, you know, like a, a scientist observing the baboons you know, in the wild. Huh. You know, look at how they're communicating. What are they doing? Well, what are they not doing? Well, how is this derailing? Use it as a chance to observe yourself, you know, to develop patience and mindfulness and breathing. Um, The third option is to say something. And I, you know, this is a high risk game with low odds of success. If you have high trust, like if you have a really good relationship with your boss, then sure, at the right time, in a moment of privacy and safety, bring it up to him or to her and say, you know, hey, can I give you some feedback about the Monday meeting or can I give you some feedback? Uh, I've got some ideas on how our team could be more productive. And when they say, oh, sure, then you give them you bring this up and give them you know, your idea. You bring up the issue. Um, but other than that, it, the only other thing that you could work is wait for a time of crisis. You know, a team member turns in a report late and it's an opportunity for you to explain that that person wasted four hours this week in their meeting that they didn't have to be there. And if they, if your boss would let people out of the meeting when they had side conversations, then you guys would be more productive. So again, those are the opportunities, moment of crisis, moment of high trust and safety, but again, high risk game with low odds of success. I mean, it comes down to, not to beat a dead horse on this, but great leaders, a great manager wants to do better. So they're gonna want to do 360 surveys on themselves to find out, what you guys really think they're going to want. They're going to ask you, how can I do better? They're going to have an, an outside coach or an executive coach. that's going to challenge them. You know, where can I do better? But if they're not already in that growth mindset, that self-development mindset, it's really tough to change their behavior. Now, this is a jump cut. We got a question about doing podcasting because I guess in one of my webinars on how to become a Forbes writer, Uh, How do you you know, like I revealed in a webinar uh, a week ago, like how to write for Forbes Inc or there's about a I gave a list of 150 websites, you know, that are looking for guest writers. And this is the best way to get your message out, to make an impact, to build your brand and to build a platform that can lead to speaking gigs, book deals and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I talked about being efficient with your time and content management. So. Um, you know, Marcelo wrote to me, and, and this is great. Marcelo says, "Hey, I'm going to do what you say. Like, I'm going to launch this podcast, and how do I actually do it and leverage that content?" So the good news is, if you go to leadx.org and search, or just Google leadx, uh, how to make a podcast step by step, I have an article that you can just read, and um, and I tur- I made a course out of it. I mean, the article will tell you what you need um and then there's a course in the LeadX Academy. I basically spent $1000 on like the premiere how to be a podcaster course. Then I spent another $1000 on another how to be a podcaster course. I took everything I learned and put it into a course, you know, of my own that now you can get for $7 a month or read the free article. And so the short version is, you know, podcasting is great because you interview the experts in your industry. And so it builds your network of influencers. Uh, your brand increases from the halo effect, like their brand is gonna wear off on you. And their audience, is, as they promote their their interview on your show, you start to pick up pieces of their audience. I mean, podcasting is phenomenal for that. And all you need for a podcast is you know, a MacBook laptop, an at 2020 microphone usb just plugs right into the macbook nothing fancy you can use skype to do audio recordings you do skype calls with your guests and then you record those calls with free software called ecamm recorder i think it's e-c-a-m-m and then you take this recorded audio file you sent you get it made into a transcript i send mine to rev.com rev.com Uh, I think it's a buck a minute or something. There are cheaper ones out there. You now have your podcast. You have a transcript that you can post up on your website as show notes. And then you rewrite that transcript into articles that you can place on your LinkedIn profile, on medium.com, on your own blog. So a 20-minute conversation can get you, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight hits or more. Immediately, And and you'll just start, you know, attracting uh, an audience very, very quickly. So anyway, Marcel, good luck with that. People can let me know if you have more questions. Podcasting is such a niche thing. Most of you never want to have a podcast, but email me. Hit me up again. Uh, it's Kevin at LeadX.org or on social media. And of course you know we're doing a lot more of this support in the LeadX ambassador program and to get into that program it's a private group on Facebook just you know post a review on iTunes send us an email telling us you know what name it's under and then we'll send you an invite into the into the ambassador program so before i go next week monday is for you know manager tips tools and rules and this is going to be part 2 on our first time manager training which includes common mistakes and I also, I think the Tuesday show, I interview the CEO of FreshBooks, Mike McDermott. Very cool story, very cool guy. I mean, he started small business, mid-sized company, accounting software, lives in the up in the cloud. He started that company in his parents' basement. It's now, you know, a, a huge company in a hundred countries around the world. And uh, so this guy knows a thing or two about management, and leadership. And then the very next day, I think it's the Wednesday show. I speak to the CEO of uh, Kronos, Aaron Ain. Kronos has workforce management, HR. I think they're like a $600 million a year company. I might be exaggerating a little. 5,000 employees. Uh, I mean, just massive company. And he literally, his first job was at Kronos because his brother had started the company. And Aaron Ain worked there while he was in college and was like the janitor. He would clean the bathrooms and stuff. And now he's CEO and they're doing amazing things. Again, great advice. They've won tons, both FreshBooks and Kronos have won tons of best place to work awards and all the rest. So lots of good secrets there. Before I sign out, I do need to ask you, go leave a quick rating on iTunes for the show. Just go to leadx.org forward slash subscribe. It's going to bounce you to iTunes. You click some stars. That's it. But those stars help us to build our family. And then when you're off of this podcast, open up the browser on your phone, go to leadx.org and just check out what's the free course of the day. And uh, copy the URL if it looks good and send it to your colleagues. You know, anyone who's looking to get a little bit better every single day, it's like a self-development grab bag. One day it might be how to get to inbox zero. The next day it might be, you know, questions to ask when you interview someone. The next day it might be, you know, about how to run an an effective meeting. You never know. One way or another, I'm going to spark 100 million intentional leaders in 10 years. And it does start with you. Leadership is influence. You lead at home, at work, whether you have direct reports or not. The question is, how will you lead today?